from MinTech, the Micro Nanotechnology Education Center. This is Talking Technicians, the podcast about technicians, who they are, what they do, and where they come from. I'm your host, Peter Kazarnov. I teach technicians and engineers at Portland Community College. In each episode, you'll meet a working technician and hear their story. That means real interviews with real technicians about real jobs. At the end of each episode, you'll hear actions you can take if you want to be a technician too. In this episode, you'll meet Jeb. Jeb works at Intel in Hillsboro, Oregon, outside Portland. Jeb, welcome to Talking Technicians. Thanks, Peter. Good to be here. Jeb, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where do you live and how long have you been there for? I currently reside in St. Helens, Oregon. I have lived in my house now for six years, six and a half years. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, I, I happen to be a grandparent. Uh, got four kids, all of which are adults. Uh, I'd like to get them out of my house, um, but we're, they're a work in progress. We're getting there. Have you lived in St. Helens your whole life? No. Uh, I grew up in uh, Lewis County, Washington. Uh, it's, uh, I say Lewis County because I lived in Chehalis, which is on the west side of the county, for up until I was about 11. And then I moved from there to Morton, which is more central county. Uh, and that's where I graduated from high school. And you mentioned that uh, there's some kids in your household. Anyone else in your household right now? Uh, my wife. Do you have a lot of space out in St. Helens? Uh, not really. I mean, it's a it's a decent sized lot that I'm on, so I have I have plenty of room. I got a garden, and I get plenty of sunshine. I throw up my pool in the springtime, summertime, and uh, yeah, I, I got I got I got some room, but not not as much as I grew up with. I grew up on a dairy farm, so I'm used to you know, room being like 35 acres, I have 0.2 acre, (laughs) (laughs) you know. So tell me about where you work. What's your job title and what do you do day to day? So I work up at Intel. I am an engineering technician. I uh, work with a team of people in a, uh, one of our smaller factories, um, and uh, I, my day-to-day is a lot of troubleshooting. Um, that's most of my job is, is troubleshooting issues. Uh, once we figure out what the actual issue is, it's pretty quick to fix. Um, but it, it, a lot of times will take a while to dial down where that actual issue is. So it's a lot of troubleshooting. Um, I like to tell people I uh, babysit and repair robots, um, mostly because... You, outside of the industry, going into details about the different softwares and technical things that we have to deal with is, uh, well, it bores most people, quite honestly. (laughs) My wife being one of them, if I come home and start talking to her about my day, if I don't mention something about my friends, she gets really annoyed with me because she does not care about the actual work. Uh, that's, That's what I enjoy, so... So picking up on that, what kinds of different roles do you work with at Intel? Do you just work with other technicians or do you interface with scientists and engineers? 
Uh, I mostly work with, I have engineers that I work with regularly um, on a daily basis. Uh, very, uh, the group I'm currently in is very hands-on with the engineers. The engineers are usually on site with me. Um, the last group I was in, uh, the engineers were able to do a lot of their work from uh, home uh, due to COVID and everything else. They were able to uh, remote access most of what they needed. So they weren't on site as much. Um, I like I like the newer group that I'm in better in the aspect that I get more of that interaction. Um, my previous group, I was on nights. So that also made it a lot more difficult to interact with the engineers as opposed to days. So uh, going to days was nice, but uh, it's definitely one of those things that it's uh, uh, the interactions are, are what you make of them. You know, most of them are po really positive, uh, you know, but we're working together, troubleshooting tools, bouncing ideas off of each other. It's it's a very collaborative environment that I'm in right now, which I like. So I want to dig into some of the things that you just mentioned. Uh, do you work in a team or do you mostly work alone? I work on a team. Um, there's I'm trying to remember how many we're up to now. Uh, my team's growing, so it's 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 in flux quite often. Um, I think we have five of us on the team, and we all uh, work together to process what we need to process. You also mentioned that you used to work nights. Do you work shifts, or do you have a regular nine to five schedule, five days a week? Uh, it's shifts for most of us, as far as technicians at Intel. Uh, there's a few of them that have uh, uh, the nine to five type jobs, uh, but most of us uh, work like uh, I currently work a 12 and a half hour shift. I four days on four days, uh, three days off, three days on four days off. Um, and that that's uh, how most of us run is that 12 hour shift, um, which one hand is means when you're working, that's all you're doing that day. You're, you're going to work and that's it. That's all you got. Um, on the days off though, you have more days off to get caught up on like the chores and stuff. Like, well, for example, this morning, I got up this morning, I got coffee and then I came home and dishes swept, mopped, uh, cleaned my stove and started laundry, um, all before 11 o'clock. So I mean, <laughs> it's, it's nice having that extra, extra time to where you can get caught up on some of the housework that you, you, you haven't been able to keep up on, you know, while you're working and it makes it, I don't know. I, 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 I like having the extra days off. Those, those are nice. So let's talk a little bit about uh, compensation and amenities. How much did you make when you first started as a technician and how long have you been working as one? So I started in 2013. Uh, the first year I made just over $60,000. Um, and before that, I was working as a clerk at Safeway for minimum wage. So that, <laughs> that was a substantial, uh, somewhere in my memories on Facebook, it pops up every year that uh, when I realized I had paid more in taxes, than I had actually made previously to any other profession I'd been in. And you've been working at Intel for a while. Are there opportunities for professional growth? Absolutely. In fact, it's encouraged. Um, most of us, 
we, we find where we want to go fairly quickly within the company. Um, some people have more ambition than others, obviously. Some people, they, they're happy where they're at. Um, and that's, that's okay too. Um, but it's uh, like, I started off as a manufacturing technician, worked my way up to a manufacturing equipment technician, and now I'm an engineering technician. So I've advanced through three different job title promotions. So that's, that to me is, is definitely signs of growth. Um, there's also help with like going back to school and getting a higher education. If you so choose, if you wanted to work your way into, to, that's how you would work your way into like going into engineering and things like that at, well, at least at, at Intel. In addition to compensation, are there any uh, benefits like healthcare or retirement as part of your job at Intel? Oh, absolutely. Uh, 401k, health insurance, um, you, there's several different options for what you actually want to do. Um, several different programs for, for uh, vision, medical, dental, um, you really do get to choose, uh, your, 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 you get to take the ownership of your medical insurance issues. You know, you get to choose your plan and, and build on that versus just, you know, here's, here's the only thing you get offered. You know, that that's what a lot of some of the companies I've worked for in the past is this is the only thing we can offer you versus Intel, where I actually got to choose and go through everything. So that was nice. Jeb, what did it feel like your first day at work at Intel? Overwhelming. Uh, it was definitely overwhelming because, uh, again, I come from a very small town. Um, a lot of people will not even know where Morton, Washington is, um, let alone having any idea how big it or isn't. Uh, <laughs> but it is... Uh, it was exciting the first day. I went to the wrong building on my first day because um, I was showing up like I thought I was supposed to. And I went to go in and I told them where I was there for. And they're like, you're in the wrong building. You need to go. And they gave me the map on how to get over to the other other factory. And I was like, oh, OK. So getting lost on my very first day was definitely a, a fun adventure. Um, I did have four classmates from my class at Centralia College that uh, were with me uh on that day so four of us got jobs right out of college we got our announcement on on graduation day like i was grabbing my cap and gown and getting ready to head out the door when i got the phone call telling me i got the job the first day in the factory was definitely the uh most exciting for me um and that was, you know, I, they, they do a factory tour so that you get to go through and see everything. And, and, and that's hard enough as it is because you're so distracted by everything flying around you and it just everything going on. There's so much uh, automation going on in there. It's, it, it, it's just amazingly impressive. Um, and then you go from that into getting into your daily routine at your job, at your new job and stuff like that. And it, it, it grows on you. You know, you get to the point where you, the, the, the OHV is you just kind of have to keep yourself from not zoning out on them. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> it's, <laughs> they're a distraction because they're so cool. Um, and just how fast they go and everything. It's just, it's so overwhelming at how much you see 
when you first go in and most of it you do not understand at all and that's okay they'll teach you they'll teach you the ins and outs of what you need to know so tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are now what was your work experience before you started at intel uh, my work experience before Intel was, as I said earlier, uh, I was working at Safeway. That was the job previous to Intel. Um, I also was volunteering to teach uh, while I was in college, uh, going through the program I went through. I was offering to, I was helping out uh, seventh graders with their uh, uh, Lego robots. Uh, we not It wasn't officially Lego League, so I can't use that term, but uh, they uh, definitely uh, were excited about it, but we were using the NXTs that they use for the Lego League. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, but before that, it was a lot of customer service based type jobs that I did not enjoy. Um, there was some McDonald's, there was some Papa John's, there was a ink and toner refill uh, recycling place. I grew up on a farm. I've worked hard enough physically. I don't need to have a physical job anymore. That was that was my thought process. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was uh, just a whole bunch of crappy minimum wage jobs and on and off unemployment as you bounce in between different basically crap jobs. Yeah, that's where I went. Uh, my path to getting into uh, the Centralia College program that I went through, uh, it started with a friend of my wife's, actually. Uh, he had gone through the program and had started down at Intel. Um, and then uh, over the years, because he was one of my wife's best friends in college, and we're still really good friends now. Um, but over the years, uh, he kept bugging me like dude you you can play video games you can work at intel like it's not it's not that hard because i had the same thought process that 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 a lot of people have i'm sure about going into the tech industry is like you got to be super smart at that you have to have like excellent math skills and things like that and i mean you do have to have good mathematics skills that's that is a, a, a it's not really a need it's a work you can work around it i mean we have the technology use a calculator they're on everybody's cell phone um <laughs> But but that's just it. It was it, it took him uh, probably three years to convince me to finally go back to school. And then I found out I couldn't go back to school for a while because of an outstanding debt. Uh, and it took me a while to get that cleared up. Um, once that was cleared up, though, I was able to get enrolled uh, again at Centralia Community College. I went through their electronics, robotics and automation program and um, which was a general basic overview of all three disciplines. So I got a, a pretty basic overview of robotics, electronics and uh, and how to build and run automation. So it was a really nice, broad uh, program, which I really liked. And it was part of the selling point on the program was the fact that even if I didn't get my job at Intel that I was going for, I had a whole new set of skills to market towards all sorts of different places. Um, that, you know, Honeywell, Boeing, um, any factory anywhere anymore has automation in it. You know, having a general basic understanding of automation, you can go in on an entry-level position in an automation field. And it's an exciting career. I mean, who doesn't want to fix robots? I mean, realistically, at the end of the day, 
that's what I get to do. I get to work in science fiction, you know, and that's fantastic to me. What parts of your two-year degree at Centralia College helped you in your job? Uh, the parts that helped me the most were the the troubleshooting things, uh, specifically because I do work so much with robots. Uh, the robotics portion of it has probably helped me the most. Uh, the electronics portion, uh, not as much. Um, not that that knowledge wasn't great. It was fantastic and I love it. And I still occasionally will kludge together some stuff to make blinky lights and whatnot. Um, but, uh, it, it was, uh, everything is so small now we're not on a component level. And a lot of that education was component level education, which going forward as an engineer and knowing how that stuff works, makes it a lot easier to understand when the engineers are, cause when, cause we get so many different types of engineers at Intel. Uh, we have chemists, we have mechanical engineers, we have, um, electronic engineers that I've had every different type of PhD other than medical and legal walk through those doors and work with me. Uh, I, I kid you not. It is uh, insane as far as the engineering end of things. And yeah, they all look at things differently and talk differently to you. So it's fascinating to me to have that, but the, the back to the, the actual question, uh, the, uh, Automation has helped a lot with the understanding how that flows and what is all being communicated, how much is being communicated. A lot of people don't understand, you know, they'll see, they'll look at it and they'll be like, oh, that's so cool. They don't understand how much coding is, has been written for that system to work together. And on top of it, it all has to work together. And a lot of times it's making split second decisions almost as fast as our brain does when we get into fight or flight mode, you know, like that's how quick these things are, 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 are making choices and decisions like that. And it's, it's mind boggling when you really start thinking about it, it's just absolutely mind boggling at how far we've come and I mean, in just the last, what, 120 years, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, we finally figured out how to fly, you know, (laughs) now look at what we got, you know, we got probes driving around and flying on Mars. Like that's insane that we went that fast. So just so much advancement so quickly. And the, the, I, I don't think a lot of people truly understand the gravity of all of that. You know, it's an amazing thing when you look at it that way, you know, it makes the world, uh, well, to me, it makes the world a brighter place. It, you know, there's a lot of negative nonsense going on out there. And that's something that we can look at and go, look at what we've accomplished as a society, not just as an individual, just as a society, as a whole, we went from being stuck on the ground to being able to go to a nut, send things to another planet in less than 150 years. That's just, it's crazy how fast technology changes and moves. And it, it's exciting to be in that kind of a field. Jeb, tell me about how your life changed when you became a technician. What's different now compared to when you were in community college? Money. I have it. I mean, I don't have an excessive amount of it, but I have enough. I, I, again, I'm not, my stress is now instead of, am I going to be able to buy food for my kids are now, 
I need to clean out my pantry. There's too much food in my pantry. You know, like the, 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 the frustrations that I have are generally not financial per se. I mean, they're financial in the fact that I spend money in the ways that I probably shouldn't more often than not. But again, that's uh, part of that's just being poor growing up. You, you get used to not having money, you know, you're going to survive without it. So when you get a big influx of money, you go out and you buy stuff, not that you need it. You just go out and you buy stuff because you can, um, which is very rewarding at times. Um, and then you start realizing I don't need stuff. I need to get rid of stuff. <laughs> and that's when you start, start reeling back some of that. But, but I mean, just like, I never thought I'd be able to go on like a Caribbean cruise or go like at the end of this month, it's October at the end of October, I'm going to Savannah, Georgia to visit a friend of mine. And then we're going to me and the wife are driving down to Florida and we're going to Disney world to see the star Wars uh, experience. So like, I would never have thought to be able to do that before college. Now I'm like, Oh yeah, I should do that. Now I'm like, Oh, let's do a Caribbean cruise. Let's plan that out and we can do it. Like that kind of freedom is now available to me. You know, that was something I never thought I was going to ever be able to achieve. And I love it. Jeb, do you have a final call to action for students or people who want to transition their careers? And is Intel and the semiconductor industry hiring right now? Oh gosh, yes. There is not a single aspect of the semiconductor industry that is not frantically looking for people right now. Now is a great time to apply and come in. Um, I will try to get the uh, link to get people to apply from outside uh, up so you can have that for 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 them to, to go into. it's inspiring to see people from so many different backgrounds. Um, And then you also have so many different military members that end up in the tech industry. So, I mean, there are so many different ways people can, can navigate to get into the tech industry without having to go through formal education. So start off with your, your, local college if that doesn't feel right to you talk to a recruiter you know i mean i don't i don't encourage military actions but at the same time there's an opportunity there to learn with a hands-on approach you know i mean i work with guys that they worked on helicopters while they were in the military the the high-end helicopters uh like the apaches and things like that these guys are now working at intel after they retire like it's insane at, at at how those skills transfer so much so yeah just that you know everybody knows at least one person who works in tech i have a it's like six degrees of separation all right you everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who works in tech i guarantee it it's a thing find that person figure out how to get into it and get into it if you are at all interested it is an amazingly beautiful chaotic sometimes frustrating ride but it is definitely worth it well, Jeb, thank you so much for sharing your story and please keep in touch. Will do. Will do. Bye now. Bye. Bye. 
Talking Technicians is produced by Mintech, the Micro Nano Technology Education Center, through financial support from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Grant Program. Opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Science Foundation. Join the conversation. If you are a working technician or know someone who is, reach out to us at info at talkingtechnicians.org. We're always looking out for great guests to share more stories with you.